You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody! Episode 126 of Besiktas International, the Black Eagles podcast. We are back. I am your host, Sinan Jordan, live from New York City. And with me, as always, is the Akman himself. Everyone, Akman, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good about the season starting. Feeling better today. We'll talk about why in a little bit. But um, yeah, generally speaking, I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, how about you, man? As far as the Besiktas goes. Um. Yeah, I think early on in the game that we're gonna talk about, I saw some things I liked, and then some things went different. But uh, you're you excited know, for the season. Friendlies are. It's, yeah, it's nice to get you know, kind of like move past the. Uh, the power depression that I that we endured. all experienced. Uh, are you excited for the season? Like a, a lot of people seem to be like uh, tempering expectations, trying to sort of psych themselves out. Even uh, how, yeah, I you? was doing that, and then the friendly started, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I'm I'm like a like a, an addict. So, so you're just wants some ready to go at this point. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, let's. <laughs> Talk some Besiktas. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big week. We promised we were not going to wait um, for the friendly this week and just kind of kick off our usual Monday nights. But then I think I think we balked. Uh, we're both excited about the match. I think it would be we, we wanted to talk about it. So uh, you know, whatever. It was another day. With that, maybe the transfer could come through. And actually, quite a bit of news did come through today, which I really didn't expect. And I I feel like the board will take any excuse they can. To sort of be inactive, you know, it's like, oh no, it was it was a national holiday. That's why, no, you know, no <laughs> announcements today. You know, there's always these excuses. So I figured, like, oh, we had a friendly, would be up there with the with the others. But somehow there's quite a bit of news today. Um, but yeah, let's let's dig in. So obviously the big news is our friendly match, and so this was the first friendly of the season, which is uh, in and of itself perhaps questionable. <laughs> you could say not. Not an ideal time to start the friendly season, considering we've already had a very important competitive match, but we're trying to move past that one. I won't even mention the names of our opponents. Um, Sivaspor, though, for this this match, for our friendly. How are you feeling about this? So obviously we had some weird lineup issues. Let's talk about the lineup a little bit. Everyone, how about this? I'll let you announce the lineup since I've been talking so much. Wow, what an honor. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, it was it's international break has started. Um, so there's yeah. a lot of players ineligible for a U21 national team of Turkey and then some players respective so Specifically, nations. right? Who was out? So we had um, Ersin. Ersin, Ridvan, uh, Erdogan, Kaya, Güven was out for the, the U21 national team. And then uh, 
Lajic and Vito were out for their national teams, Serbia and Croatia. And then Douglas was somewhere, I don't know, not in the squad. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie Fresh. Doug. Uh, Doug. Get, Doug. Get it together, Doug. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, our man Doogie Hauser was out yet again. I don't I don't know. Like, we're beyond even getting explanations at this point, right? They didn't even announce, like, oh, yeah, today Douglas is injured. It's just sort of assumed, I guess, that he's not going to be available for some reason. Trains, but um, he, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we see him in training, and he's, like, getting really tight with all of our players, it looks like. They're all real good friends, but doesn't really translate onto the pitch somehow uh, since the man's never there yeah i was saying he redefines ghosts you know I, for me players like nejip used to be the ghost or the ultimate ghost ghost used to be told guy arslan i called him casper the ghost um uh, the friendly ghost you know because he didn't hurt you he just sort of disappeared but um in this case like i think douglas has redefined what a ghost is he's just uh, he, he's truly an apparition I don't. I have no idea where this guy is. Uh, but so anyway, yes. Tell us more. Um, yeah. So the we had Utku in goal. I think some people wanted to see our 17-year-old Emre Bilgin in, but he yeah, was on the bench. Then we had Nejip at right back. R.I.P. to my to my happiness. But um, we had <laughs> yeah, Wellington and Rocco as the center back pairing. And then uh, in Sakala played. Because we had no other left backs in the squad. I was, you know, we sent Ahmed G. Officially was unveiled as an Alanya player. So with Ridvan out, we had no one else. And then um, Durkan, Ozan, Mensa was our midfield three. Durkan as the six. And then uh, Lenz and Kuru on the wings. And Mr. Family Man, the man, Kyle Laren, led the line. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to do something out of the ordinary today, which is that we're not going to really dwell on the match a ton. We're not doing stats. Yeah. Uh, but just, you know, I think the important thing to note is that those are the guys who we put out. Uh, and so that if we're going to read between the lines, um, Enzo Rocco starting next to uh, Wellington. You know, obviously Wellington's staying, whether we like it or not, because he's yeah, a new Yeah, he just came. So <laughs> we traded away um, future stars or future players. But so uh, Rocco playing with Isimat not playing might suggest that Isimat's sort of first on the jacket to go. Uh, we've heard rumors. This is actually a nice way for us to talk about rumors too, perhaps. Uh, there's rumors of Nantes in France looking to, to perhaps purchase him. He's obviously played in France uh, a number of times. We loaned him to France most recently with... Uh, Toulouse. Where did we loan him? Toulouse, that's right. I was going to say Amiens, but yeah, that's right. It was Toulouse. Um, but so yeah, there's there's something to read there, perhaps. Other news is that Dorakon was in the lineup. So for people who thought maybe he hadn't appeared on some conspiracy stuff, you know, that uh, it's because he's destined to sign for Fener, so we're gonna just ice him. Uh, that seems not to be the case. He was a starter. Um, boy, what, what can you say about that? I mean, he was actually phenomenal, if I'm gonna be honest. For the first year, for the first period of time. Yeah. For 30 minutes, exactly. And then the 31st minute, it all went to hell. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, all around, like, in in that first 30 minutes of action, uh, Laren got served a nice volley he put over. But it was kind of a hard... Uh, it wasn't an easy thing for him to put away because it came at him a little high. Do you, do you remember the... Uh, the, the yeah, try to chest it down. 
Yeah, and then he took it on a, a one-touch volley and it went over. It was a pretty nice effort, to be honest, but obviously lacking a bit in final product. Um, other opportunities saw... What was the other one? There was another big one. Uh, yeah. Post. Oh, yeah, Laren had a shot that was deflected, uh, got past Samasa, but it hit the post. Uh, we got a corner on that. And yeah, I think we should talk about the uh, the two big events in the or big event in the first half, and then uh, yeah, and the group. big one, yeah, we, we already alluded to is that Dorakon was out with a red, uh, which obviously <laughs> yeah, friendly, yeah, which changes the complexion of the match obviously considerably. Although I will say that I was impressed that we really managed to sort of stay in control of this yeah. match. I think it's well, um, in case you didn't see it, his handball was he was the last man trying to dribble out of the back and kind of like slipped on the ball or tripped on the ball maybe it was a foul but he like grabbed the ball as he fell referee did not call fouls we got sent off um kind of no reason for it because if we could see the goal in a friendly it doesn't matter um and then instead it just became a fitness exercise i guess <laughs> yeah that's that's one way of putting it <laughs> and then uh mr onkuru dropped out um i think a few minutes later with a mystery injury. Um, he wasn't like carried off or anything. Um, so I guess it was some slight, slight tweak and uh, Aiden Hasich came on for his debut. Yeah, which is, is news in and of itself, I think, right? To see uh, our wonder kid Yeah, debut. and his, uh, his first touch in the first half, it was quite interesting. Well, so it's interesting <laughs> because I think Laren was getting a lot of stick uh, to that point because he'd sort of not been 100% uh, effective up front. Although I honestly thought a lot of the criticism wasn't fair. I thought he was asserting himself physically fairly well. You know, his touch is, is what it is. You know, he's not a world-class striker. But, um, you know, I, I do feel like there's another a new vibe around him. And then it really paid off at this moment where he muscled the ball off of the, uh, their Sivas' left back. Um, just perfectly centered it in, actually. Uh, it maybe took a little wobble bounce right before it got to Hasid, but then he had an open goal. And what happened, Evron? <laughs> uh, yeah, it hit his ankle on that little bobble that you mentioned, and he uh, skewed it wide. Um, yeah. So uh, that was basically his first touch after coming on. So of course, you know, Twitter went to hysterics. Um, you know, like talent Len, Wonder Kid Lon. Uh, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, he sucks," but you know. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Laren got a reprieve because yeah. everyone focused on Hasid. Laren finally did, did something well, so they, they got off of his back and jumped onto Hasid, who became the new excuse for everyone's life's problems. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, shortly thereafter, Hasid would make two or three really nice runs, uh, complete with tidy finishes that forced saves or whatever it was, you know. He, he ended up actually having, all in all, I think a fairly impressive debut, obviously with the exception of that uh, terrible first touch. And, and it wavered towards the end, perhaps his fatigue set in. Um, he's a kid, first, you know, first appearance of the season. I think for a lot of these guys, you could sense fatigue setting in around the 70, 75, 80 minute mark. And that's when things kind of fell apart. Uh, yeah. What happened um, to everyone? Well... Guess we're just gonna skip to it. I mean, Sivas didn't look really dangerous despite being a man up for, you know, 60 minutes. But that 90th minute, a uh, little, you know, Insakla lost his duel. Um, 
bit of an unlucky bounce and then um a ball like right across the six yard box wellington stopped running back and then i guess he thought uku was gonna get it but uku didn't move and then a uh, simple tap in for mr yatabare and all of a sudden we lost the game out, and out yes. of the League of Legends final. Um, no, yeah. I mean, all in all, I think it's a real shame that uh, Nsakula really played a vital role in giving up the goal because he'd had a, a really solid match before Not that. Not quite yeah. up to that point. Uh, he started showing fatigue, like I said, like with the team at around the 70 minute mark. Uh, and so, yeah, he his one sort of slip up resulted in a goal, which was unfortunate. And he'd actually saved a couple, come back and made key tackles and everything so it, it really like I, I hope people don't get on him too hard for that it was a friendly match it doesn't really matter in the end it was good to see both he and wellington really sort of uh show their they're they're not scrubs we didn't waste money they're not bad signings or anything like that you know i think we'll get plenty of use out of them obviously ideally we would have had zidvan yilmaz to put in for Nsakala around that 70th minute mark when he started when he started showing fatigue and if he'd come out at that point we would have been raving about how he was the man of the match probably so um that was unfortunate because <laughs> now we're obviously not going to call him man of the match having played a vital role uh in giving up the only goal but um still i i, I thought it was a good performance from Nzakula. and even wellington honestly like uh he was decent passing ball he's a clumsy tackler he almost gave up a number of penalties so that's gonna be something to keep an eye out for i still think ideally he'll be our third central defender and whether that means um we'll talk about some news uh, as far as the back line goes but um clearly if vita sticks around or i think we may even already have someone who's going to start over wellington and if vita doesn't stick around there's news as far as uh maybe even getting even more reinforcements on that back line so it doesn't look like wellington is being relied on as a starter by the front office um so that might be good news but anyway he played pretty well today i thought what did you think yeah i guess we can just jump into the quick analysis of the of the game um yeah let's do a quickie yeah <laughs> um That's i think uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think on the ball he looked comfortable off the ball it was, it was a little shaky at times and then like the last goal we conceded was i guess he was tired um, it was a little bit he lazy. Was slow to get yeah, to a little that, bit yeah. lazy, if we're gonna be honest. Um, but other than that, I mean, they didn't really have any chances. Sivas before that, so there. I guess it was just kind of like a casual performance. Um, and then yeah, maybe they expected. I think Rocco little... looked a little bit better defensively, and then Wellington was a little bit better going forward. You know, but he's a center back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is maybe not. Um, I will say Dorakan provided a real steady presence and he was getting back and yeah. then distributing the ball flashing it out wide I think, well like he he was great he was kind of feeling that in his third any role um but uh, i mean mm -hmm. he got a red card so everyone was like oh but when he was not getting red cards um it was nice to have a like a six that actually looked like he actually was he's able to carry the ball forward with his feet i don't think i've seen Elneny dribble more than like one time in the entire season um he actually looks to go forward and then on top of that he's actually a, a better defender um he's got really good recovery speed i mean maybe not anymore i haven't seen him since he got hurt but i think we can all definitely no he looked great and he was pre-injury just chasing guys down and slide tackling them like it was his job so i think i like him there at that six role um because he's a slight a tad bit 
more offensive than Elneny. Um, but I do and like Ozan him. almost got a full ninety today as yeah. well. He got subbed out late, I think, right for Cartel Kaido Yomata. I really like that uh, midfield really... before the red card. Um, yeah, no, I thought that was a great trio. Uh, Ozan, Dorokan, and uh, Bernard Mensa. They looked really fluid yeah. together. I'm not sure if you noticed, um, but the, they set up a little bit differently than normal, um, which will describe one of the problems with that. But the center backs dropped really wide, and the fullbacks pushed up really high. Of course, you're one of those fullbacks with Nedjip. Um, so really, that right side wasn't functioning, but it basically. Um, Dorukan would drop in between the center backs and Ozan and Mensa were the two outlets to get the ball and like in between the lines and break the press and then when the press was broken it would be a two-on-one so I think there were a couple of times where like Nsakala and Onkudu were both on the opposing fullback and uh, it looked good at periods and then on the right side we had Nejib overlapping so that was a disaster <laughs> yeah that's never ideal um, yeah Dougie Fresh disappearing yet again never never helped yeah over, overall i think i think that first 30 minutes it showed some promise it, there was a little lack of sharpness you know dodokan's tripping on the ball stuff like that clearly they're not fully ready um but without like i mean let's number 10 remember on. this is really our first friendly because we're not gonna even we're gonna forget pout forever um and um specifically for dodokan right this is his first start uh, and his October. first so, real uh, lengthy playing time for yeah for, for so long so the fact that he was a little slappy is excusable but the fact that he was so good despite those little sort of fixes little squeak squeaks yeah i don't even know i'm making up words here uh those little mistakes uh, despite i that, mean it was just really the one solid. little mistake and i think he should have just let the goal happen just was like who cares but other than that, he was almost flawless before that moment, so. Yeah, no, and I mean, he had a couple missed touches, like his passes were short a little. It, it, again, all sort of logical, normal kind of little flaws that one would expect in someone's game who hasn't touched the field really seriously in, in a year plus. So, um, yeah, I felt I felt really solid about where he was. I guess it wasn't a year plus, but like almost and a then year. I guess we can talk about the, there's two subs to talk about um, real quick. Uh, someone made their debut that we didn't announce yet. But, um, Let's talk about it. The guy we Atakan Uner completed his transfer from Altenordu for about 150,000 euros. Um, so he came on to play. I think we mentioned it was basically done last episode. Yeah. So he played, I think, the last like, 25 minutes. And then Hasic played about 60 minutes because Kudu got hurt. Yeah, and we've talked a bit also, about my, it. Two opinions. Very quickly, uh, I think Hasic looked extremely dangerous on the dribble, and especially in those half spaces. If you like in between the wing and the middle of the field, he just like turns, and then he's just looking to take a shot from distance. And his left foot is lethal. Yeah, he had one right foot. Right after his right foot is not right so after much. his big yeah. goof, uh on the finish in front of the goal. Uh, he sort of tried to make up for it with a really tough solid shot from distance and, and it immediately showed that he's got something he's working with a rocket there whatever he does with it yeah his right foot is not quite the, it's definitely not the same um it's not awful but i think his left foot is just so much better and, you know that's what you want him that's what you want him to use but i think it definitely the potential is there and uh my verdict is don't loan him out please 
I think Sergen likes him for some. I think maybe he sees himself in him a little bit. He's got that sort of flash of ability where he can just turn a game in the way that Sergen himself could once upon a time. But um, and then Atakan. Atakan didn't really impress. It was okay. I mean, the the problem is yeah. that he played garbage time, relatively speaking, in a match with Najib with Najib as his sort of overlapping fullback and with uh, a really tired unit. And right. Me. This is a first friendly, like I said, uh, with a lot of guys who haven't played in a long time, getting real reps. So people were tired. Uh, the, the guys who were in attack with him were tired. Yeah. And then to compound things, Umut Nair would come in and like he. Uh, Kyle Laren again, like all in all, I thought he had a pretty solid game, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, Umut Nair, not so much. <laughs> not really working yeah. still, if we're going to be on. But yeah, I think I mentioned it, you might saw, but I think Kyle Laren's not a title winning striker, but a striker you can win the title with, if that makes sense. Um, like He's not the guy you can like put all your hopes on, but I think if you had... Um, you know, a key contributor on the wings, like, you know, one of our wingers actually scored, you know, 10 goals or one of our, like our number 10 was prolific because he's not like the type of guy to score every chance. And he's not like the best hold up striker, you know, you've ever seen. He's not prime drug or anything like that, but he's, he gets into good positions. He sets up other players. He's decent. He's got a big body. Um, you know, he can. Big body, yeah. Can, uh, <laughs> Not quite as big as it used to be, as people saying he lost some weight, but uh, yeah, I think he's the, out of the strikers we have. He's the best option. Hard to hard to disagree. You know, ben just Ben Ben is the best finisher, but he has like one shot every three games. Yeah, so, he can't. His that's pretty useful. His runs are not like non-existent. You could sort of say. Yeah, no. I mean, I think that pretty much sums up the match. All in all, obviously, it's disappointing not to win. Um, so yeah, Fenner won against Antalya Sport, and this is in Antalya, so that 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 hurts them probably. But yeah, Fenner won four nil with their new striker Mametiam scoring a hat trick. Sorry, one second, my cat is yelling at me because he wants to go on the balcony. Yeah, um, but so yeah, a hat trick for Tiam and uh, John Erickson scored on a penalty, so they they won handily. But we're going to be playing them on Friday. Uh, which might be a tall task, <laughs> given all of the absences in the squad and the fact that we're sort of generally unsettled. But so let's talk about the fact that there could be some new players in the squad. Who do we have? Now, so obviously we already mentioned Atakan Une. We've also very recently confirmed another new player. Evran, what am I talking about? Uh, we signed a Spanish center back named Francisco Montero or Javi Montero as he goes by. His Don't worry, it's not Javier. Victor Ruiz. Um, from Atletico Madrid. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a big club. The 21-year-old, he's a U21 Spanish international currently, just turned 21. Um, he was on loan at Deportivo La Coruña last season and we have a it's an, a one plus one year loan with a option to buy for four and a half million at the end. And there is no loan fee as long as he plays enough minutes. Um, he has to play seventy so. percent of the of our season essentially. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, that doesn't count for injuries. Um, you would assume. Yeah, obviously they can't hold that against us. I 
you would assume. But uh, yeah, it, it looks like a great deal. It's like a two-year deal, theoretically. If we can buy him, and if he's good, we can buy him outright at any point. Uh, but you know, if for the financials to work out, we need to wait another year. Then uh, that should be fine. You know, we can we can hold off another year if we, if we need to save the money for this upcoming summer for someone else. You know, so, um, yeah, I like the flexibility it provides. Just generally, I think it's pretty solid. You know, he's only 21, obviously. So I don't. The problem is that we're sort of needing him as as a starter. I, I hope he's there, you know, uh, level-wise. But certainly, a, a central defender who's already gotten significant playing time for Atletico Madrid is. You know, yeah, I mean, good he, I think, not when he was on loan, but the, he played two games in the Champions League in the 18-19 season in the group stage. Um, yeah. Conceding zero goals across 135 matches, which is like a game and, uh, and a half. Can't, which is can't not, ask for much better than that. Not bad. I heard at Depor, apparently, he didn't have the best loan spell, which was like his first time as a consistent starter in the second division of Spain. Um, which is probably why we were able to get him for so little below like his current market value is 7 million euros um, and we're getting him for a loan and then the option of option to buy is less than that far less so and his salary is surprisingly reasonable too yeah I think it's about 700 725 700, I think 700 725k so yeah no really which good is below most foreigners um, especially the one that has any sort of CV, like, you know, Atletico Madrid, Champions League, and U21 Spain, which is probably the best U21 national team. Exactly. Or has been in recent years. So, um, but so, yeah, hopefully we'll get to see him this coming Friday in, in the Land of Legends semifinals. Um, the cup is still within our reach, folks. Fear not. You know, despite a, a tough start. Uh, we can still bring it all back together here. Uh, so yeah, I'm hope we're ho obviously hoping for the best. Uh, Fenner is obviously stocked, piled there. Uh, oh, I guess we're gonna mention the uh, the real quick well, mini scout report for Mr. Yeah, Montero. yeah. So um, so yeah. First of all, do you think it's reasonable to, to expect for him to play on Friday? Uh, I mean, I guess that depends. He hasn't actually been like announced. Announced. He just showed up in the airport with the shirt on. Um, <laughs> so whenever with the, the club, mom sent shirt, yeah, no, whenever the club feels like announcing him, is they've been taking their time, and whenever he starts training, I guess is what it depends. Um, I'm assuming if he's in training and he's announced, then he'll play. But um, I guess it's also worth mentioning he's a left-footed center back, which is you know like hard to find out there. Every club wants a left-footed center back, and uh, we had one, but something happened to him. You know? <laughs> Yeah, another name that we won't mention on the podcast anymore. <laughs> Blacklisted, yeah. But um, he's definitely, like, he's not, like, a, just a pure ball-playing center back. Um, I guess maybe compared, he's, he is Spanish. So in Spain, he's more of, like, an enforcer. But in the Turkish League, um, that would be, you know, normal level of aggression. And um, being good on the ball is what I would say is, like, what I would expect for him. He reminds me a little bit of Alpai, which is weird because Alpai is probably like the backup backup, but like Yeah, he's probably our fourth at the moment. Yeah, like an athletic left footed center back likes to, likes to slide tackle. So um Yeah, yeah I so have it'll be exciting. Medium high hopes for him. Um, obviously we're we're gonna I'm I'm hoping that Khan 
we'll bring back uh, his interview series. You know, find us. Also, he wears goggles. An expert. No, I think that was sick. that was one. I think I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Actually, I think he had an injury. I read that's why he was wearing uh, them. I'm not sure if he still wears goggles, but he has appeared in many games wearing. He goggles. has, yeah. For Atletico Madrid, he did. Um, I hope he still wears goggles. He looks like Edgar Dobbins. <laughs> goggles are, are classy. No, it's a good effect. Um, yeah. So hopefully we'll see him again on Friday. And again, I think Khan will hopefully find someone who knows about his game in detail that can do a little interview and full scouting report but uh who knows maybe we'll see him play sooner uh, with our own eyes so um beyond that there's nothing else concrete uh as far as transfers coming in as far as people leaving also nothing concrete uh douglas disappearing as always is a is a hint he might be gone the big rumors are that douglas uh isimat mirin or mirin and uh, Enzo Rocco are on their way out, and they're sort of structuring deals yeah. to let There's them go. There's also talk about Vita potentially still leaving. Yeah, maybe even on a free, which is sort of scary. To Olympic Lyon, they're saying I don't know what the scoop is on that. Do you want to? Do you want to mention it? Um, it's changed so many times. Uh, they said it was done, and they say they they vetoed it. So I don't know what's going on, but I know the. Ahmed Nurchevic came out saying that his salary is too high. Um, so, you know, great bargaining tool there, Mr. President. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's basically he's, I think he's on the market for anyone that's willing to take him, it seems like. Um, <sighs> um, uh, that's unfortunate. And if that's the case, though, that still doesn't mean we're going to inherently be playing Wellington as a starter. There's already talk of a replacement for Vida, so this could really have legs. Uh, let's talk about this guy. He's he's a regular player. He's only ever played for Lille, so I think he kind of uh, grew up with the club. What what's the deal with this guy? Adama, uh, what's his last name? Um, yeah, he's got a he's got a nice suma oro. Suma oro, yeah. Yeah, S O U M A O R O, king of the vowels. Mm-hmm. So he was on loan last season at Genoa, but he's been owned by Lille since 2008. Um, that's when he was a youth player. That's when he joined the youth academy. So he's been in on, on their books for the past 12 years. Um, Racking up like 100 and Yeah, he's made his debut in 2013. Um, so he's you know, been there for a while. Was it like 130 performance like starts? Yeah, 100 games in the French League and then a little, like 120 or something like that for the team in all comps um but uh yeah he's malian and french plays like, he didn't play for any national team but you know still listed as french uh he's a, he's a big lad um interesting in terms of in terms of strength wise he's not like he's not the tallest center back ever but you know could he compliment montero well you think i mean we've we've never yeah, they're seen... both about the same height which is um like six two. Nice. So they're definitely not. Neither of them are small, but they're not giants. But I guess one guy bigger, Montero, is a little smaller, but maybe a little more fleet on his feet. So that could be a good pairing. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It's um, all questions. I don't know how that he's he's supposed to be pretty decent with his feet. Is I haven't seen him play, but he plays both left back and right back and center back, uh, which is extremely uncommon. So I'm assuming he has to have some sort of ability. And he's a French center back, so that's like, you know, every French center back is good with their feet. There you go. <laughs> 
it seems like it. So um, could be an inter uh, interesting new pairing. Yeah. I mean, it's he has two years left on his contract, so I don't know how that would work. Um, I just let him go, or if it would be a loan. I kind of like the idea of starting from scratch, you know, and, and especially if we kind of have to just let go of Vida. I don't mind just saying, all right, let's let's kind of start, let's hit the drawing board, you know, and just uh, see what we got with new. Because I, I feel like trying to scrap something together with one of the guys we have or whatever, like people have already formed their opinions. They're never going to give them the benefit of the doubt at this point, even if, like Rocco, for example, I, I still don't think he's really had a terrible match for us yet, but people have kind of written him off already. So I, I feel like we're almost better off starting from scratch. We're going to have to build an entirely back new line as it is. Um, yeah, because we can start on the uh, the right back. So yeah, exactly. Is... So obviously we're talking about new two two new central defenders in the middle of the back line. Obviously with Nsakala and even Ridvan Yilmaz, we're dealing with two new guys on, on the left side of our defense. Um, the right side of our defense now, with, with Dougie Fresh being absent as per usual, we really have nobody there. But so now, in Out of the Darkness come two new faces. Tell us what's going on here, everyone. Yeah, Terra Terra Test Wars reported that Santon is a done deal. David Santon, we who we've him. talked about. Yeah, David, yeah, I think we mentioned him two weeks ago or something. Yeah. Um, but apparently it's a loan and we're not even paying the full salary, so that's cool. Yeah, we'll see about um, that. If that is true. And he can play both right back and left back. Um, and then also a player we've been linked to last year. It's a Bayern B player, Mertil Maz, 21-year-old, or U21 Turkish International, German Turkish. Uh, it's also right back. Apparently, we offered a fee, but he has one year left on his contract. I believe it's, let me make sure I say this. Yeah, 500,000 euros, according to Ortachizgi. Um, Is that an Uzel? That would be on, yeah, that's an Uzel. They're saying his annual salary, salary will only be 200K, um, which is definitely a good backup level price is right um no i mean you can't yeah. argue like we need two guys obviously you, you don't we're not gonna have two foreigners so like if anyone who thought we were gonna get rafael still in addition to santon they were dreaming um no i mean definitely i think this is the right move and again it's like a low risk potentially yeah. high reward. And i guess it's worth noting the b team for byron plays in the third tier of germany not the not the regina liga like most of the b players you've been getting in the past so, so he's legit he's played some real football yeah he's played fourth division and third division in his career last season was in the third division with uh i guess you know Zergzi, which is if you watch Bayern at all is considered one of their t better talents he plays for that team also in the third tier um and uh, if you're american one of the uh top american talents chris richards um, also plays for Bayern b team so it's not like a bunch of scrubs playing sunday league fields so, I mean, look, that's the perfect profile. Again, for both guys, we talked about how David Santon being kind of a former prodigy, you know, expected to wonder kid, but like, especially on defense, those are always way more hit or miss. Uh, and he seemed to have been a miss in that regard. But even as a kind of maybe didn't pan out to be the best right back or left back of all time, he still has played a lot of time with major clubs around Europe, uh, particularly in Italy. Uh, so it's a good pickup and then to get a young turk who could blossom into something uh, as his backup is, is ideal let's keep it moving though in the and, name of in the yeah. name of a short episode evron the obvious like obviously central midfielder not much 
talks besides Badu and Daye still being kind of a major talking point. Um, we, I guess we can mention Lamina signed for Lamina's Forbes. Lamina's out. officially off the So, table. yeah, we lost yeah. out on that, but at least that's what I did and I think without you, without Champions League, a lot of the, the targets we mentioned, um, the ones that seem slightly out of price range are gone. Yeah. Um, still, there's one more expensive player that we've been linked to, uh, Nicola Kali. Yeah, so the striker, and he's really the only talked about striker these Current, days. Current, yeah. Um, I. But apparently, um, Fener also is now in for, and that's the, the latest news. Even with their TM but, getting a hat trick against Antalya in the yeah. land of legend. And then, um, apparently he's gonna require three million, which I think is just like I can't imagine any Turkish club being that stupid. Maybe Fener watches that. It's that crazy, but um, it seems a little bit out of our price range. I think it's just his manager kind of getting up interest and then um guess the last reoccurring rumor is still get Contera still on the table yeah and so there was talk of how they wanted money we didn't want to give money we wanted to trade a player they wanted Boyd we didn't want to give Boyd uh we wanted to give Umut Nair but so finally they're just like fine I think the latest is that we'll just take Umut Nair or we'll take a little money I think it's like there definitely has been meetings between the player between the club between everything but it's just um you know, Malach is holding out for the most they can get. And Bishash is like, <laughs> we don't really have any money. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, oh, I think we, probably the biggest news we even mentioned outside of all these transfers is we got a Europa League draw. Oh, yeah. We got to mention yeah. that. That's a good way to leave things. Um, and so we have to retract our former news. I don't know where, like, this was going all across Twitter, you know. A spore, everyone is reporting it. So we listed a number of sides in Europe that we thought we'd come up against. And I gotta say, I would have taken any of those. We got sides. none of those. I would have taken any one of those sides that were the ones that we were actually gonna come out with today. Uh, but so tell us, who do we got? Um, well, it's, we have uh, two potential teams, but I think there's one clear favorite to face. Um, so it's gonna be Rio Av. It's gonna play Borac Banja Bluka. In the second qualifying round, um, so most likely we'll be playing the Portuguese team Rio Ave. Um, yes, who has just sold their best is, player, a prolific. He led yeah, the Portuguese league in, in goals. We can all agree it's, kind of a, it's a hard team to tie, even without their top scorer. Yeah, nobody wants for it. Third nobody wanted that. Round. I think we just have bad luck. Last time we got Las Colins, um, clearly, you know, they don't like us, but. I guess they have some players that you might have heard of before. Lucas Piazon used to be on Chelsea. He got loaned out like a thousand times. Um, and then they had, uh, they, let me refine the name. Um, Carlos Mane used to play for Sporting and Stuttgart. Uh, I think he was on Sporting last time we played them. Um, and their total squad value is like 25 million, which is quite high for an unseated team. Unfortunately, that's our luck. But um, so obviously we're the favorites, but not the overwhelming favorites. I think we all wanted to be. Yeah, like we were obviously hoping we could even not have to like really sweat it. But we're gonna have to play hard. We're gonna have to really try to beat these guys. But it's it's within the realm of possibility. And it's not until I think the 24th of September, so we have a little more than three weeks to prepare for it. Um. Yeah. Besides that, the, the regular season schedule has been announced. 
check it out. I'm not going to read you through the whole thing. The, obviously, the big news is that week one, we are going to be playing Trabzone Spore. Uh, I will give you the date for that, because why not? Um, that's going to be on the 10th. Sorry, one second. That's going to be on, sorry, uh, September 13th. Um, Trabzon Spore is going to be hosting that match. I don't know if there will be fans yet. I don't think so, right? That's October. Um, little update. Apparently, we're not playing Fener. We're playing Antalya Spore on Friday. So I guess maybe we are out of the cup after all. So it's not a semi-final. They misreported that. Uh, and we're playing Antalya Spore for third place, I guess, on Friday. Again. Yeah, that's why. That was the original. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they have their website misreported their own website you know what they, anyway so yeah uh friday september 4th we're gonna be playing on talia square we're technically the home side again 2 p.m here in uh on the eastern coast of the united states check your local listings um trabzon Sport, the first match of the season will be on the 13th of september um so there's going to be a national team match between the between those things everyone check that out i'm not even gonna bother talking about it but um, yeah, September 13th, we're playing Trabzon in Trabzon, which is a tough call, but uh, hopefully we'll have a team and everything going. Um, what else is there to say, everyone? Uh, signing out. That's, that's, that's it for me. Yeah, I think that's all there is for anybody. Uh, obviously, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Bashiktox underscore INT for the mothership. Follow this sucker here at eagles underscore podcast follow this guy at fan of bjk follow me at sir underscore rights underscore a lot and please don't forget to follow us on instagram that's a new thing our instagram account is uh black eagles podcast no spaces one word uh besides that all i really have to say and this is probably the most important thing of all Go Bishop Times! Peace out, everybody! Go, 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 go! Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.